Hello again, and welcome to Faith, Family, and Politics. I'm your host, Joshua Cummins. And we're going to have a really big show today. Yeah, we are. <laughs> That's our good friend, Louie Rodriguez. He's host of Rodriguez Rants. There's a new episode of that coming out this week. I finally got it mostly edited there, so it should, it should hit, the, it should hit the, uh, the old YouTubes and Rumbles. Uh, uh, and maybe even a link on Facebook if you're there, too, uh, this week. And so be looking out for that as well. Uh, now... This is episode 84 for us. 84. That's, I think it's a pretty good milestone. Pretty good. And uh, we're going to get to our special guest here in a moment. Uh, you can see him on screen already if you're watching on video, but the audio listeners, they're going to get a nice surprise right. unless they read the description and then they ruined it. Uh, <laughs> How dare, <laughs> How dare they? Uh, across from Louie this week, uh, uh, he's, he's hopped in on this side of the camera once again. The perfect producer, everyone. Sterling Metcalf Allen. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> thanks for having me, Josh. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. And uh, next to him, uh, uh, we, we, she's not bringing the message this week, I know, but that's that's what that's what we're doing with our special guest. Calm, we're we're, talking, down, about, we're talking about. We're talking about. Everybody, calm down. <laughs> I know you love when she brings the message. That usually we actually garner the most the views. Most views. Whenever she brings the message, so uh, everyone's favorite, the softer side of faith, family, and politics, Yvonne Metcalf. Hello. <laughs> thanks for joining us thank you and uh we got to remember that we're going to stay not only subscribed but we're following and we're sharing because sharing is caring <laughs> thanks sterling no problem. He, he's not over in the producer's desk to press the button so he's uh he's doing uh, mouth noises which That's is right. it's just That's as good right. he's he's talented he's just got so many talents three out of ten <laughs> And uh, make sure that you're commenting. Uh, we want to know what what you're hearing, what you're seeing, what you feel, what you think. Uh, whether you love us or hate us, we want to know all of it. And now on to our special guest this week. We've had him on before. We love him. <laughs> Is Maisel Duncan, also known as the Patriot Pastor. Hey, guys. Good to see Yay. you. Nice to know Good you. Too. Good to see you, too. <laughs> Thanks, for, Thanks for joining us, man. Uh, 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 word of the understanding as, 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 as those who can see on the video, got a new book coming out, uh, or it has came out already. Actually, we missed the, we knew, we missed the debut date. We wanted to hopefully get it, uh, get a, get it on the show before, beforehand. But anyhow, the new book, what's that title? Uh, move your mountains. Um, and it just came out uh, last Friday on Amazon, but now, uh, Barnes and Nobles, uh, books a million, Lifeway, anywhere you get your online books, it's now available. And, Ryan, uh, but did you want to go ahead and put that graphic up for him? Free delivery. There you go. Nice. Yeah. So there, he's he's showing the graphic right now. You said it's available uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, where else? Uh, books a million and Lifeway bookstores, uh, online shopping. Nice. Very awesome. Nice. It says uh, learn the journey of faith that can overcome. I like that. Very All good. Right. We can pull that graphic down. Thank you, Ryan. Um, and so uh, now that we're going to be getting to be getting ready to talk about your book a little bit and, and the things that uh, that's in it, or you know, not to give away the the entire book for free. I mean, <laughs> go out and buy this book. I, I I'm waiting on my copy to come. Amazon's taking their time. Uh, <laughs> if you wouldn't mind leading us in prayer over over this message, Maisel, uh, let's get it. Let's pray. Hey, Father God, uh, just want to pray more for these awesome folks in the studio. Uh, folks that may be listening live and folks that may be listening days or even years from now. I pray as they hear what we're talking about, it might inspire, 
encourage and uplift in your name. Amen. 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 Uh, if you happen to hear our, our, uh, our other, uh, guest in here, Stir- uh, Sterling, uh, you, you may have to hop up in a second to, to rate her in. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, my, my dog journey or, or German, uh, German shepherd, she, uh, she likes to be part of the show as well. So, uh, she may come in and out and be a little, little bit noisy or distracting, but it's, it's all for, uh, entertainment value for the, the, the viewer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I hope that doesn't, uh, bother you too much. Oh, it don't bother me at all. I love dogs. Awesome. All right. So, uh, uh, this book, so moving your mountains, this, uh, I, I'm going to guess that that's a faith-based book. Yes. Uh, pretty much. Um, if people come to my book signings, I've only done two, um, but I have sold uh, my first hundred books, which was good. Uh, each case is fifty. Congratulations! I give out these good job. Um, awesome these little mustard seeds. You guys probably can't see that, but <laughs> a mustard seed is uh, tiny. And you know the Bible says you have the faith of mustard seed, you can move mountains. And so that's kind of the premise of my book: how you can overcome you know obstacles in your life. And you can uh, move through tough times. Uh, not all mountains are moved fast. Some take time. Uh, but it's, a, it's just kind of a, a metaphoric example of what the Bible says for practical living. Sounds good. I really like that. Um, so uh, is it more of um, experiences that you've had in your life? Uh, or, is it, uh, or is it more anecdotal, like uh, outside, outside of yourself? Uh, yeah, I, I talk about things that I've gone through, um, um, like I, the, the mountain of racism. Um, there was times uh, I had to, because uh, to, I was raised not to, to see color, but uh, when I was a, um, a youth pastor, I led a black young man to Christ in Mississippi. And um, on a Sunday morning, um, several kids were wanting to come down and be say, uh, make their, their profession of faith public, and a, uh, the white kids came down the right side of the aisle, or, or the left side, where I stood as a youth pastor. And this young boy named Antonio came down the other side. The pastor met him halfway and sent him back to his seat. Hmm. So I uh, was driving him home because I would take him to school, uh, back, back forth to church, because he, he was very poor. And um, uh, so I was waiting for him to say something. And I said, well, Antonio... Uh, what 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 uh, went on today? And he goes, well, I want to join the church like the other kids, but the pastor told me I should think about it. He goes, I thought about it, I want to join. I said, well, Antonio, didn't you see what the other kids did? They came down the left side. I'm the youth pastor. You're supposed to come to me. I tried to play off that that was the reason. Yeah. yeah. So he came down. I filled out the little white card if you've been in a Baptist church. <laughs> yeah. But I had to say the pastor, brother, if looks could kill, I'd be with Jesus. <laughs> oh my goodness my but, word but real quick even though there was a lot of resentment i had deacons that would bypass him and not hand him the offering plate said oh, he has nothing to give uh, on wednesday nights meal i buy his meal and they would uh they would act like uh, he was freeloading i may i should make him work for the meal i mean some very cheap shots mm. yeah and um but there was a a state of mississippi speaking contest and he entered it and so you had your local, your regional, and then diff, you know different levels. Well, that yeah. kid won, it. and his speech was on concentric circles of evangelism. Wow! My and goodness! This kid, 
This kid had no socks. He had old black dress shoes. If you can imagine navy blue pants that needed to be pressed, a white shirt and a navy blue thin tie. All these other kids were prepped out from preppy rich families up and down Mississippi coast. But when he got up to speak, he was so awesome. The good news is, after he had been there, and I, I, he, he stuck it out, when it came time for him to leave, a lot of those deacons repented of their bigotry, hugged his neck, and prayed for him. Amen. He, went to, he went on to Vanderbilt on a scholastic scholarship and uh, worked as an intern for Bill Gates at wow. IBM back in the uh, early 90s. Wow. Talk about mountains so, moving. Boom. Uh, he, he moved a lot of mountains because... Uh, he was the first black uh, person to join, and uh, I, I dealt a lot of that in uh, Mississippi. But uh, I tell some of those kind of stories. I talk about the 12-hour anger limit. Have you ever thought about that? Mm -mm. The Bible says, do not let the sun go down on your anger. So you think about it. It's, it's Everyone gets pissed. You know, we all get yeah. pissed, get mad, get whatever. But I know I don't sound preachy. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not your normal preacher. But... Um, I talk about how, you know, it's okay to get angry. It's a natural emotion. But if you're not careful, it'll move into bitterness. Right. And I talk about the mountain of anger, and it can also become a bigger mountain of bitterness if you don't deal with it. Mm -hmm. So that's part of the book. And yep. uh, uh, Anger, anger uh, at something that, uh, that hits home uh, for a lot of us. I think that, that's, that is a huge mountain for a lot of us. Uh, we, we all, we all, I battle it. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to tell you. I get, I get upset at times. and um, I'm not a violent person, but I can get upset. And uh, especially when my Tennessee balls give away the game to Bama. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh -oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Volunteers not, I'm fan too. I'm not bitter. I'm just still dealing with it. <laughs> uh, I've got another one, uh, chapter, Overcoming the Power of Forgiveness. And... How do uh, I call it using the F word? Mm. I'll give that part of the book away. I, I ask how many times you use the F word every day, and everyone's thinking of another F word. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> but forgiveness I mean, how often do we forgive? Because uh, if you notice, you go into restaurants, we, we are such a complaining society. We, we, we will go up to managers and fuss when things don't go well, mm -hmm. you know, or we'll go online and give bad star status. status. But how good are we at complimenting and forgiving? And I try to encourage folks, if someone does an exceptional job, be it a waitress, a mechanic, a pizza delivery guy, whatever, tell them, good job. It's okay to be positive, you know, and, and, uh, and, but also try to be that forgiving spirit because it's contagious. It sure is. And I, I tell you this, I'll go long to piggyback on that too, is uh, uh, psychologically speaking, it takes seven positives to get rid of just one negative. A lot of people don't know that, but that is a proven uh, uh, scientific fact for psychology, for, for the mind to put away just one negative uh, comment or thought. It takes seven positives to put it away. That's there you go. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, uh, it's, it's a difficult thing to give yourself seven positives or to have other people give you s seven positives when all you can think about is that one negative. So, uh, it, that's why it's a, that's why it's a mountain. <laughs> oh, it is. Um, but I, I just have fun. I tell, I tell a story about me winning a, uh, I led a skinhead kid to Christ 
uh, down in Texas when I preached a, a, a revival, a youth revival. And that was, that was a powerful moment watching a kid that was the, the if you want to call him the school bully, mm. give his heart to Christ. And the kids couldn't believe it. And it's a cool story. I'll, I'll let you read about it. But um, it, that was a supernatural super situation. And um, anyway, I have, I have some personal stories. I also try to bring a little bit of biblical uh, encouragement. But I, I tried to be too preachy. I want it to be an easy read. You yeah. can tell it's not a very thick book. It's it's only about that thick. And uh, I, I try to keep the chapters relatively short. Um because you know, I just, I just, I wanted folks to get something out of it. I didn't want to just make one of these big old books that made me look good or, or feel good. Uh, it was really meant to. Re- I wanted to leave a legacy for my kids and grandkids, and I wanted to write something to encourage my church family and the people at large. Because, um, uh, as you know, Josh, we have a, a food ministry. Yeah. And we feed right now about four thousand people one time a month. Wow. Very good. And, They're um, lined up. Oh yeah! Every Friday morning, like today, we uh, we had people lined up at seven thirty. We don't open till ten. They're lined up in their cars at seven thirty, and they sleep in their cars waiting for us to open. And uh, this morning, before we opened, uh, we had uh, 40, 42 cars lined up. Wow! And so there's hungry people out there. Yeah, the need so, is big. Uh, well, my second book, and we can talk about that another time, but they've already contacted me to write a second book on feeding the hungry and how to establish um, people that want to do, because we do street ministry. We go downtown to the veterans and to the homeless in tent cities, and we take food to them. And so our church, uh, we have a purpose statement, taking Jesus as he is to people as they are. Uh, I said, I'm not worried about packing a building on Sunday morning. I know that gives a lot of guys a big ego rush to see if they can have a big crowd. I'm more proud to see my people out in the streets Monday through Saturday serving others, yeah. you know, That's helping good. people. Mm-hmm. It, it's more of a living witness than a, than a, than a talking witness. It, it's a combo, but I try to encourage my people to go help others. And, and, and you know, you know, maybe a neighbor, like I, I heard uh, the young lady there talk about she needed help moving. And in the um, storage bin, and, you know, yeah. I was close. I'd give you my truck. You know, we we like to help people with stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, just practical needs that people have, because uh, then they might want to hear what you have to say spiritually, if you help them with practical situations. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Foot in the door. Yeah, and and I tell folks, you don't have to come to my church. Just go to church. You know, but you know what's weird about down at our pantry? I've got folks down there that are vaccinated and unvaccinated. I've got folks that voted for Biden and Trump working together. Mm, that is the great. Me- the media makes us think we can't all get along, and, and we can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we sure yeah. can. Now, they know I'm a Trump right-wing, pro-life, Second Amendment, very conservative dude. I ride a Harley. I listen to rock and roll. Oh, that's <laughs> and I'm not your average pastor. But I don't belittle people that don't agree with me on everything does that make sense yeah mm-hmm. yes uh, it, it does, it does uh-huh. uh my uh, my next door neighbor which also because uh sterling happens to live two doors down from me uh not to dox you i'm sorry sterling. or sterling um no. <laughs> <laughs> but in, but the house in between ours uh a lady that lives there uh she loves biden um <laughs> but um 
being kind to her uh, and and showing that's okay. her that's yeah. America people should be able to vote who they want to and not be demonized by, by either side and for, and for a time I, I mowed her lawn for her and, and when she and yeah. I you know I did what did what I could well because she was down because she she had a lot of difficulties with uh, uh, her, her diabetes got really really bad there for a while and um, she just couldn't do anything and her son's around now to help her out but for a time I, I, I did a lot of stuff to help her out and um, and her and I, we, we have regular chats, uh, and she'll sit out on her front porch for an hour or two. And we just, we just, uh, you know, shoot the stars for a little while. And, uh, yeah. And it's just because we have differences of opinion doesn't mean that we can't, uh, get along or even, even work together. Like you said, well, you know, I don't think we're building back better, but there's people that think we are, but look at the yep. speaker of the house situation. Now, I, 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 I want you to buy my book, but I may upset somebody. But I think two names are going to go down in history the next next three to five years. Matt Gates and the Speaker House, Mike. Is it, it's Mike Jones or Mike Johnson, right? Johnson, mm-hmm. Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. You because both of those guys were not power brokers, but they are now. And did yeah. you hear Mike Johnson's uh, speech? Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was really good. That, that 19 minutes is, it's golden. And I love what he lovingly said, even to the Democrats. He goes, we, he believes God establishes authority. He goes, and I, not just me, but everyone in this room, God has put us all here for a purpose. And I thought, wow, for, you know, cause you think about it. Um, we went from McCarthy career politician deal maker to a very strong Christian man of faith. Uh, that says, "Hey, I, I don't, I don't want to be a part of that, 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 that kind of the way they do." He doesn't talk bad about McCarthy, but I think it's, I think it looks like we're going to have a different style of leadership. Oh yeah, I hope so. Think you know what you mean about it? Do you? What do y'all think about him? I like him. Yes, I don't know much about him. Yeah, it, well, I mean, because he, he has, he hasn't been in the limelight all that, all that much. I know he was on Tucker Carlson a few times, but. Uh, uh, what I did, what I did see, and I and I did really, really love about um, getting to know a little bit about him was his very first act as speaker. Before he ever went behind the podium and got the gavel, he gathered up some of the guys uh, from uh, around uh, the hall, the con- uh, hall of Congress, and um, the House. I guess what they call it. <laughs> Once again, tiredness strikes. Uh, <laughs> but the, they gathered that few, those few men, and they they went down in in front of where the the, the State of the Union is given, uh, and and they knelt on their knees, and they prayed. That was his very first act before he before he did the speech before they did anything else, um, and appara- apparently that was a regular practice of his was praying before uh, they would go into session. Uh, but this was his first official act before he ever even went behind the podium was praying Hashtag leadership uh, and, and, and being humble enough to be, you know, down on his knees and pr- while he was praying, uh, not you just see, standing around. I, I believe Mike Johnson's going to be a guy that moves mountains kind of, uh, like I'm talking about, cause I believe he's a man of faith. It's hard to move mountains on, on pure human will. You know, we, we can, we can, with our, with our, with our personalities and strengths and stuff, and maybe even sometimes financially, we can move things. But if you want to see big mountains moved, it takes a big God. And, and, and to see this man with no apology that he goes, he said, 
the Bible is my is is my is my worldview. Yeah. Because one of them said, uh, "Can you tell us more about your worldview?" He, he goes, "You have a Bible. Read the Bible, and that'll pretty much tell you my worldview." I went touchdown. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I Thank love you. it. <laughs> Not many folks are that bold, but he wasn't like in your face either. To make no, sense. No, he's just yeah. very confident. Confident yeah. but humble. Yeah. 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 He let God One other quick thing uh, I talk about that maybe we need to send this chapter 10 to Congress is uh, the fear of lying. <laughs> 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 but, but, you know, fear is a liar, but we should be fear of lying. It's, it's, you ever heard that song, Fear He Is a Liar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, I use those lyrics a little bit just to, uh, just to introduce that chapter. But do you guys sense that we have an integrity issue in this country? Totally. Uh, yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> we don't trust. We don't trust medicine. We don't trust the media. Oh, not, no. Louis L- L- can speak uh, to the, a lot of things. The medicine. Thing. We don't. We don't trust one another. Like you know, people are very skeptical today. That's for true. good reason. For good reason. <laughs> yeah. And so I think doctor, a lot of folks are like, you know, everyone's giving everybody the Heisman. You it know, is oh, very difficult. Wait. Yeah, it is difficult because so many people have let so many people down. And some of them very public, and even in our private lives, you know, people let people down all the time. They don't keep their marriage promises or any promises, really. Well, that that's true, and that's where social media, I think, has become almost a um, uh, an adulterous opportunity. Mm. And not that, not sexually. I'm talking about emotionally. Yeah. You can give your emotions into your social media, and become so obsessed with that, you might not talk to your spouse. Uh, or the ones you love, you know, you're so worried about likes and hits and your selfies, you know, sometimes we need to to, to work on those relationships. But going back to that integrity issue, I think that's where I don't, I can't say for sure, but I think Mike, Mike can bring some integrity back to the GOP and to politics a little bit, because one thing you got to appreciate about Matt Gates. He got up and told the truth. Did you remember when he was in the process of getting McCarthy out? He said something, and all of them in the room started booing. And you remember what he said? He said, boo all you want, but I'm the only one up here that doesn't take any money from lobbyists. And it got silent. <laughs> it, was a, it was a moment of truth. He spoke truth, and they couldn't boo anymore. Okay. Did you, did you catch that? I didn't hear that, but I wish I had. Go back and watch when he was getting up and down to the microphone. He was speaking, you know, trying to to get, you know, and they eventually did vote McCarthy out. That was a moment of truth. I think that's going to go down because all of a sudden now they're talking about passing a joint resolution to where lobbyists are not allowed to contact and influence um, people uh, in, in the Senate and Congress. I don't know how they're going to stop them now, but at least they're talking about it. Right. It's a start. Okay. Well, and, and to quote a rap song, Maisel, <laughs> if, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. Uh, <laughs> and, I don't know that song, but I like what he's saying. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's very true because I, I noticed that, um, and this, this is really funny. It was, we, have a, we have an Instagram that I hadn't really posted there all that much. Uh, until not, not too long ago, uh, just a few months back, started put, put getting there a little bit more. But uh, there's been a few of our posts that have just really went uh, pretty well for us uh, on Instagram. And 
uh, I noticed that the ones that really uh, got the most attention was people just dropping hate. And, and but it, I was, it just took me back to that. Like when, when he talked about like, I'm the only one that doesn't take the, uh, the lobbyists money, you know, and they all, they're all, they're all booing before they get quiet. That's because they, they were haters. That's what, that's why Matt Gates is pop, on and popping. And, uh, you know, who else is, is on and popping and way out ahead of other GOP candidates, you know, uh, everybody's favorite president, uh, <laughs> better than Lincoln, better than Washington, uh, <laughs> Donald J. Trump. And, uh, you know, he, that's, he's on and popping because he's got all these haters, they're coming at him from every every side, but you know every who else? Angles. Yeah, you know who else had a lot of haters? Jesus. That's right. <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, and Jesus is still on and popping. Uh, you know, Amen. a few thousand years later. I mean, that's a pretty good record if you say if I say so myself. Well, I'll, I'll tell you something about that that whole speaker thing that I, I would just I'm I'm a I'm a political junkie. I like to watch things, but you remember when they were voting McCarthy and took fifteen. Yeah. Times yes. Uh huh. Who was the face of the of the Freedom Caucus during that punch? You remember her it name? Is. Hey, Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor. Yeah, Marjorie Taylor Green. No. Uh, Lauren Bobert. No. Lauren Bobart from Colorado. Yep. And you remember she did all the sassy high heel clips and 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 I loved everything she said. But then there was a fund that um, it was saved the speaker twenty till twenty twenty four by McCarthy. Did you notice when Matt Gates and those other eight stood up, the Freedom Caucus, that she she voted to keep McCarthy? I did not know that. But did you also know she got paid eighty one thousand dollars out of that that McCarthy fund, wow. and then another thirty six thousand? They have to disclose that stuff. Yeah. I, well, I know that she tried to keep a lid on her past, which we won't go into detail on this show. No, no, but, I'm not. I'm not talking um, about that. That's, that's her. But that's I, her but I, but I feel like that that was what they had against her. Um, when is she, she got paid off. So, yeah, exactly. And, and it was a big disappointment to me because I thought Lauren Bobart was the face of the Freedom Caucus. Yeah, I did too. But Matt Gates. so what they did, they did us a favor because when they took her down and bribed her and she, and she went mute, you know, and when she voted for McCarthy, they thought her influence was going to weaken. They didn't realize the power that Matt Gates had. You with me? Oh, yeah. Yes, so I understand. They took out, out Bobart, and Marjorie Taylor Greene and um, Bobart had that fight on the floor, and when Marjorie called her the B word, mm -hmm. the Freedom Caucus met uh, that night, and they voted Marjorie Taylor Greene out of the Freedom Caucus. Okay, that's how much power Lauren Bobart had at one time. She got Marjorie Taylor Greene voted out of the Freedom Caucus. That's quite a feat, yeah. Mm -hmm. okay, that's why they took her out. When they took her out, they thought McCarthy thought it was done. Well, that's why he was yeah, so confident. Is, uh, I'm not bringing all this up to disparage all these people. Who would have thought Mike? I, I never heard of Mike Johnson. <laughs> you know, because nobody all these has people were, were <laughs> until now. But I think that's where Mike Johnson. I think he's going to move mountains of faith because he's just a man of prayer. And also, uh, did you all hear in his little speech? He said, I'm sorry, my wife couldn't be here. This happened so fast, and everybody laughed. But then he went on to say, but my wife is home on her knees. She's been praying. Wow. I remember he said that. What a blessing. Yeah. Yep. So I'm just, I, I like this guy, and um, I, I need to send him my book. I know he probably wouldn't be a chance to pick it up, but I, I just want I, I'm going to pray for that fella. 
Because, you know, if they could get to Bobart, because I thought she was pretty solid, not that she's a bad person, but they compromised her financially. Um, well, who knows yeah. what, what caused all that, but, you know. I feel like they, they held her past over her, and, and she was afraid of that getting out. It got out anyway, but. Um, well, who hasn't been in a movie theater and kissed and did little patty cakes on your dates? Yeah. Okay? I'm, I'm not trying to, but it's not like she was she was naked or anything. She was kissing. And, and and from what I saw in the security footage, she was, she, you know, I don't, and, and plus I'll defend her on this. It never shows any clips of her vaping, but they said she was vaping. Yeah. Disturbing a pregnant woman. It's, it's all about uh, the smear campaign. It's like, uh, it's just like they try to do with the, any other political opponents. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it, it goes back to all these, um, CIA psyops that they've been trying to do for a very long time. Uh, I've talked about it before that, you know, the operation mockingbird is, is a, just a small part of that, but it's just, it's these things that they keep repeating and, and saying it's only so many times that you hear something before it's, you know, it's then true. you got the people out there right now that are walking around thinking that a lot of things are true because they heard it on CNN or Fox news and they're, they're walking around very misinformed because they didn't watch the news the next day when all kinds of retractions were made. Uh, <laughs> well, well, just wait. When the January 6th tapes finally get released, um, I hope that they bring indictments on Liz Cheney and that crony crowd, that they lost all their doc. Remember, they've lost all their, their paperwork now. You heard that. Oh, yeah, conveniently. Yeah, they, they've somehow mysteriously, all their, all their work they did for two years, that's missing. But we've got over 1,100 Americans that were tried and denied as part of their defense those tapes to prove their innocence. That's shameful. Yeah. Uh, that, look what they're doing to all these people that they're making flip on Trump. Sidney Powell, um, the, the other guy, Mark Meadows. Um, I can't remember the, other, the young lady's name. They're making them read oh, these yeah, letters. Yeah. Uh, Jenna Ellis. Yeah, Jenna Ellis. Yeah, you know, yeah. Part, of, part of their plea deal, they have to, it's almost like these, when they interrogated people over in Korea and stuff, our, mm-hmm. our prisoners, they make them make these denouncing statements. Right. And uh, I don't know what you guys think about January 6th, but the more I'm learning, and especially after what Tucker showed, uh, I, I yeah. think a lot of it was a setup. It, it absolutely was. The FBI oh. was involved. Um, Ray Epps is probably the, 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 the lead that they need to follow at first. Uh, we've talked about that, haven't we, Louie? That Ray, yeah. Ray, Epps, Ray Epps guy, because there's there's videotape that 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 Tucker was showing where they're all, he's like, look, come on, let's go to the Capitol, and then and everybody around him is going, Fed, 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 Fed. They're pointing yeah, him out. That was the night before. Yeah. And, and then John Sullivan, the kid that was also a Black Lives Matter, yeah, um, activist wearing Trump hats just like him, and when John Sullivan got in the Capitol, he did a Facebook live and said, we did it, we did, it. I can't believe we did it. And a lady ran, uh, one of her operatives said, hey, what are you doing? He goes, I can't help myself. But he had on a Trump scarf, a Trump hat, and he was in there jumping up and down. What did it, he mean we did it? We did it. I can't believe we did it. It's all part of the, the what they call, a, uh, they call it a psyop. But it, it's, it's, really, it's really what it is. I think it was ahead of what actually happened, too. If I remember right on that, the timing was wrong. Well, the... Uh, um, there's a BLM uh, section of the Black Lives Matter that are now supporting Trump because, one, they don't like where the funds have gone. And this one gentleman was being interviewed at D.C. He said, I was walking towards the Capitol. 
he goes, and Trump hadn't even got up to speak, and the and the and the uh, shenanigans already started at the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, it was set up, and uh, they still they still can't uh, explain the um, the pipe bombs. They can't explain how somebody got in the building and placed them. The, the pipe bombs were diffused the, the day before. Did you know that? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, but, but they and, used that as the excuse to take out everyone to their private rooms. Because I think that's where they whipped out the file and said, listen, now, if you don't go along with us, we got this on you. I mean, yeah. Epstein Island, you know where Epstein Island got his, his tricks from? Playboy Mansion. The, 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 the getting judges and congressmen and people of influence in compromising situations, they slip you a Mickey, you wake up, and you, who knows who's sleeping in bed with you. And whether you did something or not, they got you. Mm. Yep. And that the Epstein mess and, and all these things, I think as it's coming together, folks are saying, going back to integrity, who's telling me the truth? Mm-hmm. Who up there on Capitol Hill is, you know, is going to be honest? And I think that's where Matt Gates, and I'll go back to that boom moment when he said, I'm the only one up here that doesn't take lobbyist money. And it got, I mean, completely quiet. Nobody else said, no, I don't either. It just got zipped quiet. You know what else I like about uh, you know what else I like about Matt Gates is he's one of the few that calls himself a representative. He doesn't call himself a leader. Have you ever no- I don't know if you've ever noticed that when he talks about himself he he and that's that was that's that's language that I think is very important for those people that are uh, on Capitol Hill that are that are in the federal government or even even municipal whatever government if you're in government you are elected to represent. You're not a leader. You have leadership um, things that you have to do, but that's a part of your job as a representative. And so, and I, I really, really appreciate the fact that he is willing to call himself a representative of his people, of his uh, uh, constituency, and not uh, call himself a leader because he's there to serve the people. And that's that's what more uh, of us need to start saying because we uh, that's. It's not to hate on anybody that calls them our, our leaders because it's just that vernacular has been used for so long. But we've got to wash that out of our brain. We've got to take that out. That the word representative is what, what we've got to remind people. They're there to represent you. You hired them. And if they're not doing their job, you need to let them know via phone call, letter, uh, email, drive them bananas until they listen to you because they need to know that they are there representing you, uh, you know, Obviously, do not do what Ray Epps did, uh, but. <laughs> well, I got a call from Chuck Flashman, our, our congressman. He actually called me from D.C. after they had defeated uh, Jim Jordan. He called, I called it from the, from, from, the, from, the, from the pit of Hades, but he called me and did a 15-minute interview with me live on my show. And he said, the Republicans have three factions. You've got your moderates. Mm-hmm. You've got your center-right and you have your extreme right. He goes, the problem we're having right now, he goes, the extreme right and the moderates want, and neither of them are going to agree. He goes, it's probably going to have to be someone that's center left, the next speaker. He goes, and that's where McCarthy fit the center left. Mm-hmm. And so with all that said, I'm going, oh, my gosh. So we're going to have to settle probably. And he gave me some names, and actually Chuck Flashman's names was floated out there. Chuck's a good guy. And I yeah. also have no congressman Randy Weber from Texas because when I served in Texas as a youth pastor at a large church, he, I remember when he first came down 
as, and said, hey, I'm feeling called to politics, we prayed over him. But what ended up, for us to get Mike Johnson, because my own congressman even said, I don't think Mesa, they'll ever vote or rally behind a ultra-conservative. But if you go listen to the war room with Matt Gates and Steve Bannon, Matt Gates takes about six minutes and walks you through what happened. Mike McCarthy exposed himself and embarrassed himself before his whole caucus. And I'll let you go listen. But once he did that, he lost all support. And that's when Mike, then a moderate from New York stepped up and said, listen, I think we need to do a roll call vote because they kept doing all these secret ballots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they said, uh, we need to do a roll call vote. Let's just find out who's on what side and, and you know where. And when they did the roll call vote, McCarthy only had 33. He thought he had 100. Well, then here Mike Jones had more than him, and Mike wasn't even really floated yet as a candidate. Well, then the, um, the speaker pro temp, he ran into the, um, into the rotunda, caught, even though they were on recess, he hit the gavel, called them into session, and then dismissed them to the next day, and nobody was in there. Why did he do that? Because he and McCarthy, they had a deal. They were trying to, to submarine, and that's what Mike Gates goes on to explain from Jim Jordan, Steve Scalise, Emmer, all of them, McCarthy kept submarining them with these backroom deals. Well, if you heard him talk about that three-hour Come to Jesus meeting they had, people started speaking up and saying, well, McCarthy promised me this. And he just got, he got embarrassed. And when they voted, they asked to do the roll call vote. Someone said, that's not in our, our, in our, in our rules, whatever. Well, the guy says, well, I make a, res- I make a motion that we vote and do the roll call vote, and that we all agree. McCarthy is the first one stood up and said no. Of course he did. That, that, that sunk his battleship because he was, <laughs> it was obvious all these shenanigans were coming out. So they went ahead and did the roll call vote. And when they did the roll call vote verbally, McCarthy got zero. Wow. See, that's, that, to me, that was a mountain that God moved. Integrity. Amen. Uh, took over and I think it was Matt Gates we have to thank for that because if he hadn't stood tall when no one else would because they already took Bobart out who was the leader of the Freedom Caucus yeah I don't think they thought he could do what Bobart could do because Bobart scared them they weren't afraid of Matt Gates for some reason bad move yeah uh, that's, and that's something we've prayed prayed for on this show many times is to have uh, godly people representing us um, and yeah and- I just and I just actually and we're supposed to pray for that. We, we need more pastors to get involved, and I'm, I'm not going to beat up all my brothers, but more pastors need to start getting involved. I'm, don't tell people how to vote, but tell folks to vote. They tell them to step That's up, step out. So many votes because so many folks don't vote. Will they steal your vote? Mm-hmm. You know, we've got to get folks out, and and I don't care if you vote for Democrat. You know, vote for Scooby Doo, but just vote. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but really think about the, um, think about who you're voting for based on what you know to be true. You've read, you've read enough. If you've read enough of your Bible, uh, you know, if, if that's, if that, you know, our, our, our viewership and listeners are tend to be, uh, of the Christian faith. Uh, not, not, not everybody. We do get some non-believers watching, watching and listening, but, um, 
for those who've read your Bible, you're, gonna, you're using that 66 books of truth as your basis for everything else. You're looking through that God, that God lens, that what, what, what does he want you to vote for? What, what are their policies that lines up with your views that you've learned from that book that you've heard about either on Sunday, on this show, whether you're listening to the Patriot Pastor, when, you, when you've heard that truth be, be spoken, what does it tell you? What does that book, uh, that 66 books of truth tell you uh, and, and how does that line up with their policies? If it lines up with their policies, uh, that that's why I believe uh, I, I should say something from, from my point of view to say this, you want to vote towards those people that the policies line up with your uh, worldview based on. Yeah. With your values, with your values. Exactly. What, what did those 66 books of truth teach you? They taught you your values. They taught you how you're going to live your life, the, you know, family, mother, father, kids, uh, and, and how you're supposed to live your life and try to be like Jesus as much as possible. Um, but how do the, do their policies line up with the things that he's, he said that the things that he did and the things that he taught? Well, if I could just quickly mention one chapter, um, chapter eight is uh, how not to stumble. Now, the Bible gives us a, a path. Can you imagine? He says, if you practice these seven things, you will not stumble. Wow. It's a promise. And it's in 2 Peter chapter 1, if you ever want to read it. But, um, but it's, it's Peter and, and Jesus, having, uh, he's done things that Christ had told him. But I'll tell you the number one. You know what the number one thing is? If you practice these seven things, you won't stumble. Number one, he says, is moral excellence. The second's knowledge. Can you imagine if we just practice that one moral excellence? If we have morality back in our society. But but Josh, what are we called to do? What did Jesus say we're to be? In salt. Matthew, salt and light, right? Yeah. Well, salt's a preservative. You know, salt was used by fishermen to pack the fish so that they wouldn't stink on the way to market. Mm-hmm. You know. That's what he was using, you know, a metaphor there. We're to be salt to the culture. That's why pastors out there and Christians, we have to get involved in stinky, nasty politics at times. Mm -hmm. Because if we refuse to get involved, we allow no salt, no preservative of morality and of good knowledge and of things that are, we think, of good value biblically. If we withdraw ourselves, well, then what happens is we leave nothing but everyone else to influence. That's why these guys, That's right. you know, uh, Boheimer, the former Speaker of the House, is now a lobbyist for China. That's, to me, that's repugnant. But they, his name was mentioned as Speaker of the House. Did you know that? When hmm. they were going through names, when they got, they actually thought about bringing Boheimer back because, you know, you don't have to be an active congressman to be Speaker of the House. Of no, course, no. you talk about mm-hmm. yeah, the, We talked about the possibility were, of it being Donald Trump. <laughs> Who is a paid lobbyist for China right now? So my point is, we got to get back to some biblical principles and be that salt and light. But I, I tell you, if you read chapter eight of my book, I, I give you a practical advice how not to stumble in this world of, of uh, illusion. So, and I'll anyway. say uh, furthermore, if, if someone wants to go back uh, through our episodes, the last time you were on, those you actually expounded upon those seven uh, principles uh, on that episode. So uh, just just go back and look for those uh, uh, last time uh, Maisel was joining us, and and you'll actually get a little bit more uh, in depth on that uh, to, to pair I up with your, your reading. From jobs. <laughs> 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 I mean, there's 
there's they sound so easy, but those seven things, it's a challenge. Yes, it's it a, is. It's a challenge. Second Peter chapter one, go read it. Definitely, and well, and I got to make sure and put that. Remind me, write it down, Ryan, as I want to put them. Make sure that that is in the show notes, so that people know that that's that's the scripture that they need to go back and look at. Um, he said, Second Peter, chapter. Second Peter, chapter one, one through ten. One through ten. That's your your seven. Uh, seven, things. Seven, seven things. And it was neat as you compare those seven things to the seven things, uh, the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, you know, uh, against such there is no law blah. And Galatians 5, 22 through 23, you, if you compare the fruits of the spirit with the seven things that keep you from stumbling, they're, they're very similar. I feel it in every one of them. We we all that's that stumbling is 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 tough. We are we are we're all uh, uh, that's kind of got to go down that road a little bit. And that's why I was talking about anger earlier. Um, as a, as a young man, uh, from 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 my perspective on life, uh, I was uh, I was rather violent a young man. Um, uh, anger would get the best of me pretty easily when I was young. Uh, not that I'm not young now, I guess I'm still 40s, not, not old by any stretch of the imagination. But, uh, when I was a teen, <laughs> uh, adolescent, uh, and it was, uh, it was something that had a hold of me. Uh, and it, it had to do with, uh, God putting my wife in my life. That was, that was the installment that God gave me because the, the, the man who finds a wife finds a good thing. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> and, uh, and I found me a very, very good wife. Uh, some might say she's the best. A lot of people say, uh, <laughs> um, but man, my, my life, uh, I, I, I had to change. I had, I had to be better for her and God knew, uh, that that was going to happen. But before, because I remember, I remember the day that her and I met, uh, in, I think our, uh, our, our monitor is getting a little bit of fuzz here. Um, but I remember the day that her and I met and it was, uh, it was kind of funny cause my, I was staying at my parents' house, uh, and my mom looks out the front window and she sees uh, Laura was actually coming to, to pick me up cause I didn't drive at the time, whatever. I, I was 19. I didn't have a license. Think of that what you will. But <laughs> my mom sees her out the front door uh, or the front window first, the picture window. And she says, oh, Joshua, that's the one. Of course, I'm 19 years old. So I go, <laughs> whatever, mom. Um, but of all that, all that, it took years. It's I'm still, there's still a part of me that, that, uh, you know, every now and then I have to really t- tell myself to take a beat and, 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 and breathe and, and really get past it because, Anger is a mountain that only God can move. It really, really is. And uh, when we're not fully trusted in him to, to move that mountain, uh, it can take over our life and, and, and crush us. Well, that, that is true. And um, speaking of wives, uh, Josh, in, in chapter one, when I, in the, the first part of chapter one, I mentioned the 10 things I prayed for in my wife. When I was 13, I was challenged. We were at camp. Pray for your future spouse. God knows their name before you do. Well, I didn't meet her until I'm 20, so I prayed for seven years. But mind you, I made this list when I was 13. 
I wanted that she be a faithful Christian woman. She would want to be a minister's wife and partner with me in helping others know God. Number three, I wanted her to be a blonde. <laughs> Number four, I asked God for her to be a cheerleader. Mind you, I'm in junior high. Hey. <laughs> Number five, don't scare me in the morning without your makeup. <laughs> Number six, she would want to have children. Seven, she would be my best friend and prayer partner. Eight, she would be a helper to the ministry. Nine, she would forgive me when I fail. And ten, that she would follow me wherever God led us. And I got those ten and much more. Mm. I mean, God... God, God uh, bankrupt heaven for me with my wife, Judy. I'm, I'm blessed. Wow, That's a great idea. God. So I, I encourage young people today, uh, pray. When I do youth events and stuff where I speak at camps, I say, hey, be praying for your spouse. God knows their name. You know, it took me seven years before I even met Judy. Uh, but I prayed for her not knowing her name. And my parents prayed for their spouses, um, my, my wife, my sister and I's spouses, before we met ours. So I, I prayed for all three of my girls, and I just married my youngest one um, three weeks ago. And um, Congratulations once again. I know I said it on before. But. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But all three of my girls married great men. All three, I got three great son-in-laws. Wow. And I, I can't be prouder. And so God answers prayer, um, you know, and I'm, I'm just, I feel so blessed. Mm-hmm. And one of my son-in-laws is a man of color. Some folks wig out with that, but I, man, I'd rather marry, and I don't bring that up to make a, a big issue of it. No, but, obviously. But he is, he is the, one of the best things that ever happened to our family. He loves Jesus so much. Yeah. And then my other son-in-law works for a, a, a ministry um, that goes around globally. He travels the world. And then my, my new son-in-law is getting his doctorate down at uh uh, a seminary down in New, New Orleans. And uh, so I, I married three very great guys. Uh, my, my daughter's did. She did. I got to be a part of the wedding. And it was, I don't know. And then you guys ever walked your kid down the aisle, your daughter? <laughs> I never I, I don't have that any kids. That's the it's, longest walk, it's gonna, man. That's the longest you have to do that someday. And giving her to another man. Mm, yeah, as much as you say, I like the guy, I love the guy. You're still going, but man, this is my kid. Nope. And uh, to walk my baby Macy down, whew, that was that was emotional. But it's all glory to God, man. But I I encouraged all them to make a list, and they all prayed for their spouses, and God blessed them beyond measure too. So, what was it say you you have not because you ask not? Right. I mean, it's a crapshoot if you just go through life blind. And but I'm specific. I pray, I pray for things very specific from God. Uh, I put my journal one time and said, God, I really could use a red pickup truck. <laughs> and uh, I know you can laugh. And I, about six months later, a guy in our church said, hey, Mason, I got a pickup truck. Uh, God just told me that I should give it to you. It's sitting in our garage. We don't use it. I <laughs> said, what color is it? He goes, it's red. I said, "Let's. Let, I'll take it. He goes, you had not even seen it. I said, that's all. I don't care. I just asked God for a red pickup. Could you tell them uh, I need a mobile home? People, <laughs> 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 now, it wasn't brand new, but I needed a pickup. And I love it. old Ford F-110. Uh, I think it was a 94. And, uh, man, it, it was great. So don't count God. God's big, man. You Very know? Big. 
I want to encourage folks, pray to him. Expect him to do things. Don't pray like you're tiptoeing through the tulips. Pray big and say, God, I, I, I need, and I, then divert real quick. Our food ministry, every Friday, our shelves are empty. The refrigerators are empty and, and most of the freezers. And we, we look around and say, how are we going to feed these hundreds of people again the next week? But then starting the next day on Saturday, so every, we, we're open seven days a week. We get food donations from stores. Churches do food drives. People send donations, and we'll go buy food at discounts. And by the next Friday, we have more than we need. Amen. Not necessarily. But you know what I'm saying? You can't outgive God. That's for man. sure. <laughs> he, he, he is so cool. And I think we find everything we can wrong with pastors and churches, so therefore we accentuate some of those blemishes on God as if God— we're the sinners. He's not. So I want to encourage folks, you know, you're going to find things you don't like about me. If you watch my radio show, there'll be someone that says he's too crazy, you know, because I'll <laughs> play a rock and roll song or uh, to make a point or I'll, I'll you know, whatever. But it's, it's just I'm just not a preachy, preachy guy. But um, but some folks like that. But I've had these real stoic. I had a pastor the other day, Josh, at the bank. I went in and he tried to avoid me. <laughs> Because he's jealous. I'm just going to be honest with you. He tried to get on the radio, and they won't have him. But anyway, <laughs> so I, uh, I tried to be not. He kept, I finally walked up and said, hey, dude, I don't want to mention his name. Yeah. Why are you ignoring me? Have I ever been mean to you? He's trying to act like he, oh, I didn't see you. I said, yes, you did. Stop, man. We're on the same team. He hung his head. He goes, you're right. I said, bro, I love you. I said, but. If you want to go have a coffee or something, man, we can talk this out, but don't ignore me, man. We're on the same team. We're here to represent King Jesus. Mm. But too many times we get our preferences all, you know what I mean? Or I don't say it the way that, because I got pastors that say, you, you talk too much about politics. Well, you don't talk enough about it. We can, we can criticize each other. But the bottom line is, I talk more about Jesus than anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think that's what matters. But I didn't mean yeah. to dominate here. You guys aren't saying a whole lot. <laughs> no, no you're, you're a guest. You're so that, that's, well. that's the point is to hear, hear you more yeah, than we us. I appreciate that. A lot I of what you're saying is very true. I'm a preacher. I can talk all night long. So. <laughs> well, that's true. Right. Uh, how are we doing <laughs> on time, Ryan? Uh, you got any for, questions for me? <laughs> okay. So uh, you guys got any, any questions about the book, about his preaching? Uh, what have you? When are we having you on again? <laughs> hey, man, anytime. Uh, I'm going to get Josh to come down and get live in my studio sometime. Um, I've got a three-hour you know, radio show daily, three to six. It's on the Nuga Radio Network. If you uh, go online, you can just push the red-blue uh, button on the Internet, uh, or you can use Radio Box, Radio Garden. But we've got uh, four stations now picking up the show, and I'm in uh, Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia, and um, uh, Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, Kentucky, and uh, New Jersey. Uh, there's a station that's picked me up in New Jersey. So um, you just nice. never know. Who, I never would have thought when I came to this church I'd have a radio show and we'd be feeding thousands of people. So, you know, and our church isn't a big church. We're not a big church. So... It sounds like you know. we could, uh, since you're broadcasting in New Jersey, we, we have the potential. We could pull up right next to Chris Christie and start blaring your radio show. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, hey. Ah, 
<laughs> I, I play that on my show all the time. When he, when he speaks, I'll, I'll do the Fat Albert theme song to him. But, uh, yeah. That guy, he needs to go away. He, he, he needs to go home. And, uh, and him, him and Obama walking on the beach, that's, oh, that's, that's a memory of him. I like what uh, Trump did with him. He said, uh, he, cause he went, it was in, um, I think it was in the California um, GOP meeting, uh, which is like, sounds like an oxymoron. Right. But uh, he's like, Chris Christie couldn't be here. He was too busy eating a sandwich. <laughs> eating a sandwich. Well, <laughs> well once, once Trump gives you a nickname, it sticks. Oh yeah. You know? And Chris Christie, Lord help him. He tried. He said, he tried to call Donald Trump, Donald Donald Duck or something like that. I was like, he tried. Well, you know what? Have you guys noticed how the debates were nothing but a joke? Oh yeah. <laughs> and DeSantis, you know, he's plummeted. Um, he's listening to I'm, too many I'm of those donors. I'm not, if we're going to jump in that. I'm not a big, uh, Swami fan. Vivek. Uh, I don't know what you guys think of him, but he, I mean, he's, he, he was financially backed by Soros' brother for his education. Really? And yeah, if you go look that. at his speech statements, um, there's someone like, uh, he's got a lot of the same talking points Obama did. Uh, who is this skinny yeah. Yeah. Uh, man of color before you? I mean, boom, boom. Some of his talking points were the same ones Obama used on his opening. It's, it's almost, uh, yeah, like a mirror. Yeah, he's just, he's pretending. You know, uh, his, his, he's, he's, he's got a very silver tongue. I tell you, I, I listen, I've listened to him on, on he's, yeah, he's, he, but he's, he's like that salesman that you're just ready to kick out of your house. Uh, yeah, and he, it's, it's, <laughs> he, I know I, I, he may mean well, I don't know, you know, well, maybe, you maybe he's not him and Peter Buttigieg at a uh, rally back when Bush was running, asking questions. Uh, and no, I, I, yeah, I don't know about all of his past. Yeah. Uh, and he may, he may have changed. Let's he may have, around with Buttigieg, Buttigieg, yeah. Uh, yeah. Buttigieg. Yeah. Buttigieg. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Sad uh, day for Indiana. Or Pete Buttigieg, as he called him. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, you know, Pete Buttigieg is not his legal name. <laughs> wow. He changed it to that. <laughs> what is his real yeah, name? Yeah. He changed it. Uh, just like the former mayor of New York, uh, the big tall dude, um, that de Blasio. Yeah. That's not his legal name. Oh, I believe that it's, that's way too. There's 11 people in the democratic party that legally had their name changed when, Mm -hmm. when they got into politics. Well, if it's that, if it's that bad now, I wonder what it was before. (laughs) You might remember Barry Sotaro. Do you know who Barry Sotaro is? No, no. Barry Sotaro um, was adopted by a man named Sotaro. He had the, uh, he's the top 10. Oh, Barry Sotaro, ever. yes. Okay, Barack Obama. And he, he has his fortune in India. And he adopted Barry Sotaro when he married his mother. He was born in Kenya. You getting it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Grew up in Hawaii. His name we call now is Barack Hussein Obama. Yeah. Mm. He is worth 10 times more than Trump. A lot of folks don't know that because the money is in uh, protective, um, shell companies. Yeah. Shell companies, disbursements, but the Sotaro family is one of the 10 wealthiest people to ever live. Wow. And so a lot of folks don't know that. And he married a very interesting person. Uh-huh. Um, have you ever heard the name, uh, Michael LeBon Robinson? Yes. Okay. Michael LeBon Robinson voted as a male, an African male 
all through college and adult life right up into the mid-2000s. But now you know her as Michelle Obama. Wow, yes. Those, those are fact jacks. Yes. You can go back and look. And that's why they had the Obamas. Um, uh, do you remember they sealed their college records? Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the shieldness from Obama is that we wouldn't pick up because all through college he went through all of his papers were done as under Michael LeVon Robinson. He didn't change his name to Michelle Obama till years later when he had the surgeries. You know, those uh, those pieces of information are kind of like bombs. And speaking of bombs, <laughs> it takes us into our first article of the night and our politics portion, although we've kind of been talking about it a little yeah, bit here and there. Uh, yeah, we're <laughs> bouncing all around there. Yeah, but that's all right. It's uh, it's part of it sometimes, uh, uh, and, and we love it. So uh, coming from the Daily Caller, uh, CNN issues correction after blaming Israel for hospital bombing. Uh, uh, initially, CNN had... It said that that uh, Israel did it. CNN issued a correction on Tuesday for falsely reporting that Israel bombed a, a Gaza hospital. The outlet originally posted an article titled "Israel Hits Hospital and and School in Gaza as the Blockade uh, Puts Healthcare System in a State of Collapse." Uh, quote: uh, A school and a hospital in Gaza were among the places lethally blasted by Israeli airstrikes on Tuesday as humanitarian concerns mount over ongoing de- deprivation of food, fuel, and electricity to the isolated population. CNN's originals, uh, Tory uh, read, uh, media, uh, media. I don't know how to say that. that it's, they reported it. <laughs> it's it's it'll be in our show notes so if you guys want to read it for yourself uh, sometimes i can't uh, read some of these words that they put in here in front of me uh even though i was an english major uh so cnn's report however was based off of the uh the word of the palestine Min- uh, ministry of health oh that's that sounds like somebody you want to um <laughs> trust uh probably ran by Hamas because that is the government of Palestine, uh, which is controlled by Hamas. Oh, look at that. That's the next line. Terrorists, uh, the outlet noted, uh, intelligence uh, from both the U.S. and Israeli officials show the explosion was the result of a Hamas rocket that misfired. Oh, curious. Uh, CNN issued their apology following scrutiny, including their own Oliver Darcy. (laughs) Okay, so that's the integrity issue with the media. Well, don't forget um, the, the 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 squad, Omar, Talib, uh, AOC, all them put on their social media that Israel bombed a hospital and killed five hundred kids immediately, yeah. and it sparked all these social um, all these rallies. Mm-hmm. You know, all these kids jacked up. <clears throat> you know, fifty one percent of American grown teen not not transfer students, fifty one percent of American. Uh, young people, 18 to 24, think Palestine's in the right for what they did. Isn't that something? Which is insane because they're cutting the heads off babies. Oh, yeah, burning people alive, raping people. 51% of 18 to 24 kids grew up in America think uh, that the Jews had it coming. It's it's all part of this Operation Mockingbird, and they're using they're using um, traditional media is it's, it's I won't even really blame them so much because people that age, they're not watching traditional media. They don't, they don't even know what CNN, they don't even know how to spell CNN, even though it's spelled CNN. <laughs> uh, because they're, they're on a little thing called TikTok. They're on Snapchat. They're on Instagram. 
they're they're on these social media platforms. Used to we discussed that a little bit earlier, uh, and and that's what they that's where they get their news. That's where they get their uh, uh, and that's where they get their ideas too. They, Quote unquote mm-hmm. truth. Yeah, right. yeah. They they call it their truth. Their uh, causes really. Yeah, and they're not well, pursuing that's the, the truth. power of radio. People have gotten away from. Um, I they can't as long as I there's there's like three or there's about maybe five cuss words you're not supposed to say they'll find you. Other than that, um, I'm I got free speech. But you go to Facebook. <laughs> you remember back when you used to say uh, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine? They'd they'd shut you down. Oh yes, like, they still words. do. <laughs> A Nobel <laughs> Prize winning drug, ivermectin. And, uh, yeah, you can you talk. Know, you can actually talk about it now. That, that now, because there was enough backlash, there was enough. We, and we want, I want real quick. I want to thank the the viewers and listeners out there for for making sure that there was enough of us out there uh, saying something and standing up uh, so that so that that free speech could could happen once again on Facebook and YouTube uh, because that was a tough tough time for us because we're trying to reach as many people as possible. And we had to skirt around that that those very subjects so many times, and especially the 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 low efficacy of the the vaccine. We couldn't talk about that before. Now we can, because the CDC even yeah. you know and and the WHO. When the CDC and the WHO come back, and it's their own that's the that's the left's own sources, right? That's what they're going to use. They're going to say, "Oh, what did the CDC and the WHO said?" Well, it says that the efficacy rate of the Pfizer vaccine was three percent. Well, see, <laughs> I, I didn't shut down my church. Not one, not one second. I was open every Sunday. The doors were open. The altar was open. The book was open. Because I called it a spade a spade early on. And buddy, did I get to? I got made fun of. I got laughed at. Uh, but I didn't care. And so that's when we started going Facebook Live. We didn't do, because I, my attendance dropped. Some Sundays I had five or seven people there. But I, the point is, I didn't shut down, and we didn't shut down our food pantry. At one point, Josh, we were the only food distributor in Chattanooga. Wow. For about four months. Everyone else shut down. So hungry people were coming all over. If you know the Chattanooga, there's Cleveland, Tennessee above us. Uh, there's Saudi Daisy out there, Red Bank. Uh, different, they were, uh, people were coming from all over. That's how come we feed so many now, because they trust us. Mm-hmm. But I had restaurants like St. John's, Five Guy Burgers, 1885. All these restaurants, even down Chattanooga, yes, saying, are you the church that feeds the hungry? I said, yes. They go, come get this food. They've shut us down. It's going to go bad. I say that to say, it's our time to shine, Christian. When things bad happen, we don't need to go hide. We need to stand tall. That's right. Because too many times people, we, we get intimidated. And I don't know about you, but I want you to think with me. They pointed a gun-like object at our foreheads and make us stand six foot apart. It was an intimidation tactic to try to make us be fearful. Oh yeah, controlled by but, fear and 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 also reprogram people because then yeah, they thought that that's how it had to be. To take the temperature, they didn't have to point a gun thing at your forehead. Yeah, no, they didn't. Uh, they called it the new normal. Do you do you remember that? I said, for, I said, hey, for a time. But I did, <laughs> I, did, I, was, I did not wear yeah. masks in stores. I was the guy at Walmart walking around. I would not follow the little. Remember they had everybody going in a little square like mice? <laughs> I was a dude walking around without the mask. And I intentionally stayed like an extra hour just to Same do here. some life. And, and men would come up to me and say, man, aren't you, aren't you wearing a mask? I said, I get, I, why are you wearing a mask? They don't work. It's a face <laughs> diaper. 
And I can't tell you how many guys took their masks off. I said, you know, I said, now you got to sneeze. But look at the people that were wearing their mask in their cars all by themselves. <laughs> or going swimming with them on. <laughs> yeah. Or, or you see them walking down the street and no one's around them. They're wearing the going, Just can't put fear in so many people. And inside the church. It was, and, yeah. It was. Uh, said, well, Mason, are you going to make folks wear a mask and come to church? I said, no, they can't. They want to. But I'm not going to make it. We had them at the vestibule. I had all the sanitizers <laughs> everywhere. You know, because you, know you got that person that wants to wash their face and everything. and sand, you know, they, they think everything's a germ. And I said, hey, you know, you remember the movie Monk or the TV show Monk? Yep. He was yes. Uh-huh. It's still on. So many people into monks is what I teased them. <laughs> but, um, but, hey, that's okay. But if we had folks that took the shot, I didn't make fun of them for taking okay. it. But almost everyone has come to me and said, Pastor, I wish I hadn't taken it. I, I don't, that may cost you some viewers there, but I don't, I don't see the value in it. I, especially when my personal doctor, I went and asked my doctor, where this all started, Josh. I said, dude, just doctor, I need the shot because I'm not a vaxxer. I don't get the flu shots or nothing. He looked around. It's just me and him in the room. No, you don't need it. I said, then why are you guys pimping it out there in the hallway, man? He said, well, it's like this. They're going to give out two shots, and then there'll be three boosters. We'll make our money off the boosters as doctors if we go along. This yeah. is at the very beginning, guys. Mm -hmm. And I said, so, Doc, what about your Hippocratic Oath? He hung his head. He says, see you later, preacher. A few months later, I get this letter in the mail. He sent all his clients that he no longer can practice medicine in good conscience, and he stepped down. And that's um, bless his heart. He confided in me though. So these doctors that are trying to protect their their right now, not not all of them, but there are doctors and hospital administrators that went along with this gag for the money. And I, I hope there'll be a day of of, of reckoning for them. Because a lot of people died lonely in hospital beds. You know, I know there was there was some true COVID tragedies, but when you do the real numbers, it was pretty much the same as any flu deaths that we've had over the last m multiple years. Yeah, they wouldn't allow the treatment. That was the problem. It was ivermectin. That's that. If I was someone that lost a loved one, knowing now, you know. I, I think they might have a lawsuit. You de you denied my husband or my wife or my child medicine that could have cured them. You know, that that's to me that that's 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 murder. That's genocide. I know people may not like what I'm saying here, but I'm telling you, I'm very disappointed that that was allowed to go on. Yeah. Um, did you hear? Did you hear about Doctor Burke? You know the scarf lady. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. You hear about her book? She admitted in her book, she goes, We lied to Trump. Flatten the curve was a lie. We knew if we could get the country shut down for two weeks, we could get it shut down for two years like we wanted. It's, well, it's, it's part of the PSYOP. Uh, uh, the, but, uh, right. and, because and, they knew to steal the election, they had to shut the country down so they could have all the extra ballots. The other thing she put in her book is that the virus came to America in a box from China. Now, those are her words, not mine. But did you know when they went back talking about election, did you know Trump won every state but one by the, the votes 
Biden won almost every state by mail-in ballots when you when you did the, the comparison. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah it was the 36 counties decided uh, 80, the 81 million votes. <laughs> um, but... Uh, uh, but most secure election, most secure election uh, that, ever. that we've ever, ever had. Uh, but that, that being said, uh, uh, before we get too far down the rabbit hole, because, uh, you know, we are on, on the uh, getting into the time crunch. Uh, our second. Uh, I know it's that? Okay. Uh, we have the second article of the night we have uh, from Newsmax. <laughs> I know <laughs> it's easy to go right down those rabbit holes, isn't it? Uh, the new Newsmax, and this is this is touching back on the same subject that we were in the, in the previous article. Uh, the Pentagon sending 900 U.S. troops to Middle East. Uh, about 900 additional U.S. troops are heading to the Middle East or have newly arrived there to bolster air defenses to protect U.S. personnel amid a surge in attacks in the region by Iran-affiliated uh, groups, the Pentagon said on Thursday. As tensions soar over the Israel-Hamas war, U.S. troops have uh, been attacked at least 12 times in Iraq and four times in Syria in the past week. Pentagon's uh, spokesperson, Brigadier General Patrick Ryder, told a news briefing, uh, Ryder said uh, U.S. forces were targeted earlier on Thursday in Iraq, but uh, the attack failed. So... Um, they have they have to send these they have to send these folks uh, in. Uh, we already have a, an aircraft carrier over there um, to help help Israel out, but uh, now they're now they're attacking our bases. Um, we're in we're in this thing now. Sending nine hundred well, boots on let, the ground. Let, uh, four hours before we came on, said that we are at war. That Syria attacked uh, and twelve of our Marines were injured, not dead yet, but uh, one has severe brain trauma. And that Hamas is literally in, at Russia in the Kremlin meeting to make an alliance with Russia as we speak. And and, and that's why. Uh, and and uh, last week I talked about I, I didn't didn't really want America all all that involved other than just getting our hostages back. But now, uh, they they started killing. And uh, when they start killing Americans, then we have to get involved. We have to. Uh, we have to retaliate. And then what people say? Oh well, you know the 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 water is not getting to the Palestinian people that this and that and the other, that's not the job of Israel to provide that. That's the job of, uh, you know, Palestine to provide to Palestine, uh, not, <laughs> not Israel to dev- provide to that. On that note, um, they have plenty of rockets. Yeah. Well, and that's because they use the pipes that were, they were given for free by the way, uh, to build rockets to shoot at Israel. Uh, and they yeah, were democratically elected. Hamas was, was elected. Plumbing. Yeah, but you know what they're thinking, and I don't know if you guys believe that there's possibly cell groups right now in America. Yes. And, and the trigger point, because they, you know their text message, everything's monitored. The trigger point from what others are talking about is that when American boots hit the ground, either against Iran or in, in, against any Muslim nation, when, when boots hit the ground, I, this, many folks feel that's their, that's their target to strike. And I, I could see it. They did 9-11, you know, before uh, stuff. I would not be surprised. I'm not saying I, I know this for sure, but I would not be surprised if Thanksgiving, a holiday, a Super Bowl, something. Because um, Hamas has come out and several of the Palestinian um, folks have said America is going to feel the fire of, of Hamas and the, the, me, and the fire of Allah. Have you heard that? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so my response they said, to it. Our sword, we're going to feel the fire of Allah. 
my response to them saying that last week was uh, we were going to um, draw pictures of, of Muhammad. Uh, we're going to have a contest to see who could do the best picture of uh, you're you're in this week, right, Sterling? We're going to we're gonna do another round. Sure, we're, draw, we're drawing pictures of Muhammad. You want in on this, Mesa? We're going to draw pictures of Muhammad uh, this week. Uh, we're going to do a contest see see who can do the best best picture of him. Uh, well, I'm I'm not trying to uh, just. <laughs> I think the bear of all Muslims. Yeah, I think God is bigger, but I think uh, we just need to be praying to Him. And it's been my prayer for a long time that He won't destroy our country. Um, that He'll save us for the few who still believe. And um, so I keep and praying the few, for the, that. The, the, the many that are going to. Well, you know, in Ezekiel, it talks about when Gog and Magog <coughs> unite against Israel. <coughs> That's a sign of the end times. Well. You know that is Probably Iran. He'll come back soon. Yeah, and, and and of course in Turkey, all three of them are already forming an alliance mm-hmm. against Israel. And so I'm not sure so much about Russia, but Turkey and Iran have, have already said they're ready. You know, they're very uh, anti-Israel. <clears throat> and then you have some of these idiots out there talking about these aren't the real Jews. Have you heard some of that crap going on? No, no, I haven't heard that no. one. There's a guy here in Chattanooga. I won't mention his name, but he's been <laughs> doing these podcasts. You have to pay fourteen ninety five, of course, to listen to it. But he's saying how this is uh, the 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 Israel that we're we shouldn't support these Israelites because they're not the real Jews. They're not the the. And I'm going, man, they're not the chosen people. No one's been smoking the holy vegetable or something. That is stupid. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, that that's a new one. There's, there's so many people out there just bringing up these crazy theories. But if you just go back by the Bible, we're getting close. But I think what the Antichrist, I got something for you guys. Hit, hit me. You know, it says the Antichrist, when he comes, um, he'll be, uh, you know, uh, uh, every, the world's going to want peace because there'll be such chaos. He's going to bring global peace. Mm-hmm. So all this insanity right now. And, um, but you know, it says one of the things that'll happen, he'll have a, a fatal wound to the head and die. And then three days later, he'll come back. Again, yeah. And I've always thought the devil's not got that ability to do that. But do you think the possibility of a clone or AI could be that resurrection? Oh, yeah. I mean, t- it, it, it could be. Um... I think AI is definitely going to play into it. I'm not sure how. Well, it can even go to uh, Project Bluebeam as well. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of, heard of that project before, but Project Bluebeam was something that that uh, has been. Uh, look, for those who don't know what Project Bluebeam is, look, go look it up, um, because um, the, there is it's just another psyop that uh, the CIA has played against the the people of well the world really, um, but they could actually project a human being. Uh, and make it look like they're actually physically there. And the, I would say, you know, now with the, the, the invention of AI that, you know, it's probably been a lot, around a lot longer than we've known about it. Um, they could totally fake someone's death and then resurrect them. And then, um, and I, I, I know that that old, that one old poem that talks, you know, that's not the Bible, but that a poem that talks about his, his rise from the eternal sea. And a lot of people say that was, well, it's politics. I said, well, I would say that the rise from the eternal sea would probably be information because information's you know, that's, that's always, even without politics, you still have information. And to, that, to me, that's AI artificial intelligence or knowledge, mm-hmm. that burden that we were the original 
uh, yeah, sin, uh, that burden of knowledge, it, artificial intelligence, that's all it knows is, is intelligence. So well, it, it is in, it essentially you, pure evil. Are you American Idol fans? Yes, uh-huh, have been. This is a few years Not back. Recently. Do you remember when um, Celine Dion sang a duo with Elvis, a hologram of Elvis, and it looked like he was literally there on stage with her? I don't think I saw that one. Yeah. It was, I but mean, I'm not surprised. American Idol, so we watched it. It's been a few. I thought, okay, that is freaky because, you know, if they can, because it, you, if you didn't know better, you thought that was Elvis in the white, white jumper suit. I can't remember which song, but she was singing along with him. I think it was Celine Dion. It yeah, was and they can project those images, and uh, that's a small scale, but they can project those images as large as, uh, I don't know, an airplane. That was at least 10 years ago. Yeah, so. now, man. And then mm-hmm. I got to ask you the question, do you believe we're, is that the real Joe Biden, or do you think he's wearing a mask? Is that somebody playing Joe Biden? It's a good question, and I, all I can say is earlobes. Exactly. But did you see the double chin, the bubble chin when he was oh, it's, in Israel? It's, it's something else. And I really feel like, and don't you think Hollywood's might be cooperative with that? Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's oh, part absolutely. of it. Of course, yeah. Once again, uh, you know, there's there's multitude of psyops on that. Uh, now, um, I want to get into our last article. But the way we can bring the show to a close is that um, we're, we're probably in our last uh, few minutes here. Uh, Okay, cool. So we got a perfect amount of time. And uh, I know that we've already talked about him, but it's, it is our last article of the night coming from New York Post. Who is new House Speaker Mike Johnson, Louisiana attorney known as religious uh, as religious conservative? Representative Mike Johnson pulled off a feat few believed possible Wednesday by becoming 56th House the 50, 56th House Speaker uh, with the full support of his GOP colleagues. Barely known outside the Beltway, Johnson... Republican from Louisiana, 51, uh, 51 years of age, was first elected to Congress in 2016 after fewer than two years in the Pelican State's legislature. Uh, even some prominent Republican senators didn't seem to know much about him, with Susan Collins of Maine telling reporters Wednesday morning that she planned to Google the new speaker. Uh, but among the House Republicans, Johnson is uh, uh, no unknown quantity. Before his rapid ascension to Speaker, he served as vice chair of the uh, House Republican Conference, making him the number five ranked GOP in the lower chamber. Uh, after uh, who is Mike Johnson? Well, he's uh, after receiving his undergraduate and law degrees from Louisiana State University, Shreveport native Johnson uh, made a splash in the legal arena during the early 2000s. He worked as a partner in North Louisiana's prominent ki- uh, Kitchens Law Firm. Uh, and served as a spokesman for the Pro-Religious uh, Liberty Alliance Defense Fund, now called the Alliance for Defending Freedom. At one point in 2004, Johnson publicly supported an amendment to ban gay marriage in the Louisiana Constitution. In 2015, he ran suppo- uh, unopposed for a vacant seat in the Louisiana House of Representatives. The following year, Johnson sought and won Louisiana's 4th Congressional District seat which had been held by GOP representative John Fleming before he uh, gave it up to pursue an unsuccessful Senate run. Uh, Johnson has been compared to former vice president Mike Pence for his staunch Christian faith and cool public demeanor. Uh, no, no, I'd want that would that comparison. Um, uh, while in Congress, Johnson has championed anti-abortion legislation, including a ban on uh, the, uh, the procedure after 20 weeks of pregnancy, 
proposed legislation restricting federal funds from sex education courses for children under uh, 10 that discusses LGBTQ issues and opposed a bill to codify same-sex marriage nationally. Johnson is married to Kelly Larry and has four children. So now we know a little bit more about Mike Johnson. Uh, sounds like a pretty good man of faith to me based on that. He also uh, represented Donald Trump's legal team in 2019 and 2020 in both his impeachment hearing. He was on the legal team to defend Trump. He also, um, uh, he's a Southern Baptist. I don't know if you knew that. He's, he's very active in his church. But the, um, the other thing that I thought was interesting is um, Hannity had him on his show um, uh, last night. And asked him about it because people are trying to say he's against uh, gay marriage, and he's for global ban uh, or uh, a government ban against abortion. And uh, he's a constitutional lawyer. He said, "I I've worked. These are fifteen and, and twelve, you know, twelve and fifteen year old comments. So I'm bringing up on it. Yeah. He goes, I will obey the law of the land. And uh, Roe versus Wade was a bad ruling, but it's been reversed and it's been back to the states as it should so have been." So, so he, 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 and that, that was a great interview he did with Hannity. If you mm-hmm. get a chance to watch it, and that even showed us more who he is. But um, I, think, I like him. I think I like we're going to hear a lot more about him. Oh, yeah. Well, I hope he can <laughs> get some things done. Can I tell you, in the Gateway Pundit, real quick, <clears throat> before we came on, <clears throat> former President Donald Trump's defense team filed a new motion on Thursday indicating that the former president will present classified information exposing foreign interference in both the 2016 and 2020 U.S. presidential elections. Good. I'd like to see what the outcome is, uh, what, what, what all information we can get our hands on from that. And, and, and uh, with, with the other quick thing about Mike, Mike Johnson was one of the few Republicans that did not vote and agree with the election of 2020. Did you know that? Oh, no, but thank God. So he's not saying it, but evidently he saw in 2020 there was something nefarious about the election. We now have a speaker that could enact action if Trump gets this evidence. Now, I'm not talking Q stuff. I know there's a lot of Q people really jumping out of the woodworks. I don't believe Princess Diana is coming back or Elvis. I'm not, I'm not there. <laughs> or JFK <laughs> or whoever, whoever I, I, it is. <laughs> top list. I, I went to the 4chan, 8chan. I've been through all that. Charlie Ward had us believing that after five failed predictions of, of, of not Christ, but Trump's return as president, I find to say, you know, I think he's a grifter. You know, a lot of these guys, they, 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 they sell stuff. But with that said, I believe there's some truth the sum of this, that there's a group <clears throat> behind the scenes that's doing something. Um, I don't, Josh, are you a big Q believer? Or what, what's oh, thoughts? no. Uh, I, I, I had a time where I took a look at it, and, um, and, I, and I, I was able to figure it out pretty quickly uh, that, that uh, just like anybody um, who's trying to persuade someone, they start out with some stuff that is true. 
right? Uh, Alex Jones actually talks about this on his show uh, pretty much ad nauseum. But anybody that's trying to persuade you, they'll start out with those little things that are true, right? And, and, and then, so, well, if this is true, then, then therefore anything else that this person must say is also true. Unfortunately, it's not. Um, and a lot of people uh, go down that path of, of still following that. Um, and they're still, they're still believing in something that's not the big man upstairs. And that's what, that's what really matters. Well, they get the devolution theory, um, you know, and and uh, and then Mike, uh, General Flynn just came out this week on his uh, on his ex and denounced Q officially. I don't know if you heard that. And it, and it was a long time coming. Glad uh, to hear it. Yeah, yeah. He said because uh, they've used his name. Oh yeah, yeah. to support plenty. their think, cause. Uh, yeah, plenty. I think uh, what what needs to happen though is is these folks. Because my fear is they're going to get major letdown. Because Trump, I don't think Trump's coming back in office. I think he'll win in 2024 if it's a fair election. Because I think he won in 2020. But I think these next 14 months are crucial. And Mike Jones. Uh, uh, Johnson. I just, heard, I just heard a Q believer Johnson. tell me yesterday, you wait, Mike Jones, they've had him in the corner. He's going to come back. And I've seen. But anyway. Uh, I'll tell you one thing that Mike Johnson won't be doing, uh, and that's ripping up uh, a State of the Union, official State of the Union document. Now, I did think that would be cool if Trump was made Speaker of the House. And I did, too. That, I, I would pay money to see that, but in all seriousness, he's got too much class. He won't do like Pelosi. I don't yeah, think. Absolutely. Well, because we were, t- we were joking about it, uh, uh, past couple of weeks about the potential for Trump, uh, becoming a house speaker and how, how much fun that would have been to watch during a state of the union, you know, Trump back there just behind, uh, Biden, just heckling him. Come on, oh, Joe today. We got, we got other things to do. Okay. Priceless. Oh my gosh. Um, but hey, another quick question: Do you think Biden finishes his term, or do you think they bring they, they move him out and put Gavin Newsom in? Oh, they're 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 uh, they're trying, but uh, I think I think by the, the skin of his uh, earlobes, he might just he might just uh, skate skate on and st- stick around uh, just long enough to get beat by Trump in twenty twenty four. But but time will tell. I I don't want to make any predictions or anything like that. I want to say that. Uh, We'll just, uh, see what see what God has in store for us, because uh, you know we talk we talked about earlier about the things that are happening in Israel and the things that are that this is all we talk about the seasons and everything and the next season and you know this from reading the book of Revelation the next season is uh, oh I've been I've coined it the Jesus next Jesus revolution but there, there's a time where uh, globally it's going to happen where uh, a lot of people are going to accept Christ. Uh, you know, India, China, all that, and, and that we have to go through that before the, the final, you know, when we get into the actual battles and all that stuff. So uh, I'm, it's nothing to be afraid of. A lot of people want to get, they say, well, the end of the day, it's some, you want to be afraid, you want to be afraid, 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 afraid. You want to fear the end. You don't want to fear the end. Just be caught doing something God wants you to be doing. And <laughs> you saw some, some things that God was doing, though, in the midst of Biden and discouragement people were feeling he brought up the asbury revival the jesus revolution movie that took off and then he brought the sound of freedom movie and he and, those, uh, and all those, those young were, people too and in the colleges yeah, the revivals there impact. wouldn't you guys agree 
Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off, but what you said about the colleges continue. The, you know, the college in Kentucky that had the revival for several days. Yeah, the Ashbury revival. Yes. Uh huh. And there's more of that. I believe there's more of that coming because I think that's the, that's our next step. Because we, you know, we talked about the thing, you know, Euphrates drying up. We talked about uh, the fresh water going into the, the Dead Sea and, um, and that's all, that's all everything in Revelation. So if we're going in sequential order as to what the book of Revelation says, we're, we're, look, we're looking ahead for the next big Jesus revolution. And I really believe it's going to be global. I don't know what that time period is because it doesn't say uh, an actual, like, you know, thousand years or 10 days. It just says there's going to be uh, this, this, this time. Uh, so a time of grace. And so I think, I think that's what's happening. I think it's what a lot of people are going to come to Christ during this time period, whatever that time period may be. But in, those, but in those dark times, God used those moments. Do you remember back in 2015, a movie that, that, that just struck the church right before the 2016 election? The Passion of the Christ. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And Jim Caviezel. And I remember going to that. Our church rented th three theaters out uh, because we, we, we were a large church. And I remember my music minister, he went with the first group. I was the second, and then another staff uh, staffer with the other one. They were coming out, and nobody said a word. They were all weeping. And I thought, oh, my gosh. And sure enough, you go watch the movie, The Passion of the Christ, and you left just speechless. God got our attention, and I think he's getting our attention with that Ashbury Revival, the Sound of Freedom, the Jesus Revolution, some of these other Jesus moments. The kind of that, that season you were talking about, Josh. Mm -hmm. I think he's priming hearts. I think when we go in this 2024 election, I, I just oh, it's all I, lining up at the same time. I'm certain of it. I think some cool stuff's about to happen. That's some really cool stuff's about to happen. So. God's going to move some mountains, you could say. <laughs> yeah. cool By the way, uh, where, where where can you find where can you kind of, can they find your book? <laughs> uh, they can find it on um, Barnes and Nobles, Amazon. Uh, Lifeway books, books a million, wherever you buy your online books. I, I paid the fee to have it on all the all the uh, platforms. Uh, but most folks are getting it with Amazon because if you have Prime membership, you get free delivery. So um, it's fifteen ninety nine on Prime, and that's free delivery. Uh, some of the others are selling at sixteen ninety nine, seventeen ninety nine. But um, I appreciate you guys get this. Pass the word. It's my first uh, book, and um, and if you would, uh, watch the Patriot Pastor Show. I'm on Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time on the Nuga Radio Network. Thank you for joining us, Maisel. Uh, that's the Patriot Pastor. Uh, Nick, keep him on the line there, Ryan, because yeah, we're, we're, we're going we to have some prayer here in a moment. I just want to get, get it get, uh, through uh, our little bit of our outro. Uh, now, Louie had a fortunate uh, need for a bathroom break, so... We'll just say, uh, Louie was sitting right next to me, for those of you watching uh, on video, for those of you listening on audio. Yay, Louie. <laughs> Yay, Louie. Uh, he's the host of Rodriguez Rants. He'll be looking out for that new episode that's coming out very, very soon this week. Uh, coming up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is the Louie button that uh, Ryan touched over there. Uh, it's him on recording, though. He's not actually sitting here. Uh, and then across from him, uh, the perfect producer, Sterling Metcalf Allen. I'm just a man. <laughs> hey yeah. Sterling, you want to move to Chattanooga? We'd love to have you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll pray about it. <laughs> Prayer changes things, right, Yvonne? 
It does. <laughs> Never and, know. Of course, if you move away, that could be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> can't <move> <laughs> son-in-law. Could be an opportunity, too. You never know. Uh, <laughs> oh, just, hey, that's a son-in-law? Yes, sir. <laughs> How about that? Can you explain that a little bit uh, to us? Uh, he married my daughter. <laughs> ah, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was uh, oh. a few years back. How long is it? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> 12, 12 years? 12 years, okay. Poor yeah. Sarah. He looks like a kid. <laughs> I'm a kid. The dude keep, he, he, he looks young. Good job, my friend. 33. 33? Oh, gosh, I would have guessed 23. Of course, cameras can do amazing gosh. things for Oh, we, I'll take it. Either we did way, wonders with it. the lighting. <laughs> That's what it is. The makeup, you know. Yeah. <laughs> all high tech right here. <laughs> it's but, uh, all AI. None of this is actually real. <laughs> but right here next to me, we've got the softer side of faith, family, and politics, Yvonne Metcalf. Thank, Thank you for you. joining us. Uh, Glad to be here. <laughs> and, uh, of course, I, I've been your host, Joshua Cummins. Uh, and with that, we're going to let Maisel give us a, a prayer to get the heck out of here so we can see you next week. Maisel, if you would, lead us in prayer. Anyone listening to my voice right now and those there, I want you to think of the one thing that's in your life that's an obstacle that you need moved. Whatever mountain that may be, big or small, I'm going to pray right now for God to help you find the strength to lean on him, the faith of a mustard seed we talked about, and move it. Lord, I pray as they're thinking of the one thing or maybe two things that may be bothering them, be it financial, it may be medical, Lord, it may be um, emotional. Uh, it may be something that's out of their control. They feel helpless. God, I, I pray for that mountain to be moved in their life. And I pray they find scripture and find just some strength that, God, they're not alone. And remind them, God, how big you are. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And amen. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week.